Throughout the Word of God, major themes about God's character consistently reveal who He is, how He interacts with His creation, and how He expects His people to have a right relationship with Him. This week in Walk Talks, Scott Bratt surveys four of these major themes across the scriptures. The way of the Lord is strength to the upright, but destruction shall be to the workers of iniquity. Proverbs 10, 29. Welcome back to Walk Talks. I'm Scott Bratt from Southland sharing today's devotional from God's Word. For this week's series, Across the Scriptures, we are identifying one theme that we find across the Scriptures. I'm reading through the Bible with my wife and some friends in the Bible app, and the plan that we're using, it breaks up the reading and has a portion from the Old Testament, Psalms, Proverbs, and New Testament. And as I've been reading these different passages across the Scripture, I've been looking for connections between these different passages. And these passages aren't put together for the day uh, based on a theme. And so it takes a little bit of work and looking for the, um, the connection, whatever the theme is. And so these devotionals um, this week, they're going to be a different, they're a different approach. And, and I just want to be more real and, and give you guys an insight as to how my devotions have been going and some things the Lord has shown me really recently. Uh, and so this may not be very profound or like some sort of new thought, but I do hope that it's refreshing and encouraging to you. Today's theme is judgment. Judgment is a, another big theme throughout Scripture, but it's not a very fun topic to look for. It's not something that we like to um, to talk about. Uh, we, we do like judgment when it's in our favor or when it addresses someone else's issue or some sort of injustice. But if we're honest with ourselves, we know our sin and we know our rightful judgment. And we thank God that he remembers mercy and has taken care of the judgment we deserve by his death on the cross. And we'll, we'll get there. Let's start by going over the passages and discussing the way they interact with the theme. Genesis 19 and 20 are the first two passages um, it's the first passage that I was reading. And Genesis 19 covers Sodom and Gomorrah's destruction. And Genesis 20 um, deals with Abimelech's dream when Abram and Sarah uh, were traveling there. Actually, Abraham at the time. It was Abraham and Sarah, and uh, they, they tell him that Sarah's his sister, and so then Abimelech takes Sarah, but the Lord comes to Abimelech in a dream. And, and so what? how does Sodom and Gomorrah's destruction and Abimelech's dream connect to the judgment of God? Sodom and Gomorrah was known to be exceedingly wicked is what it said in, I think it was Genesis 13 when Lot first goes there. And we see here real up close and personal in the life of Lot and the situation with two angels coming to stay with Lot, how wicked this nation uh, was. And so 
the angels tell Sod, uh, tell Lot that the Sodom and Gomorrah are going to be destroyed. And so Lot tries to get his family out, and some of his family don't believe him. They stay, and his wife looks back and is turned into a pillar of salt, as the Lord had said specifically not to look back. And there's a great judgment of great wickedness that takes place. And... we see that that God is righteous and God hates sin and he, he judges it. And then we see something interesting in Genesis 20 with Abraham and Abimelech where um, Abimelech, he, he's, God comes to Abimelech in a dream and says that uh, he's going, he's a dead man because he's taken a woman that uh, is somebody else's wife. And Abimelech tells God that he did this in the integrity of his heart and in the innocency of his hands, and he didn't know that this was someone else's wife. And God, um, he spares him. He he has mercy upon him for this. And, and God actually replies to him in this dream and says that he knows he did it in the integrity of his heart. And in fact, that God intervened and withheld him from sinning against God. And just a really interesting passage here as God is being merciful and and did not judge this man based on his um, his action, but judged him based on what he uh, what his heart was. and um, and then Abimelech has a conversation with Abraham and Abraham ends up actually praying to God that he would heal Abimelech's uh, family, that they could bear children, and God does that. And it's just such an interesting story of Abraham, a, a patriarch of our faith, kind of acting dishonestly, and God blessing Abimelech um, in this whole situation for Abimelech's integrity. And uh, and that's what that's what we see with our God, that He is a God of mercy and righteousness, a judgment and justice. And then we the the next passage is Psalm ten. Psalm ten is a psalm of of somebody asking and grieving over wickedness, asking God, where is He? And then at the end of it, it says, uh, it has an interesting verse here. It says, break thou the arm of the wicked and the evil man. Seek out his wickedness till thou find none. The Lord is king forever and ever. The heathen are perished out of his land. The Lord thou, Lord, thou hast heard the desire of the humble. Thou will prepare the heart. Thou will cause thine ear to hear. And we see um, this is kind of a question that will, We'll get to, but why does why does God the the psalm? It goes on for um, about eleven verses, just telling God of the wickedness and grieving over wickedness and and asking Him why is this happening? And then Proverbs ten, so that was Psalm ten. Now Proverbs ten, it compares the way that God deals with good and the way God deals with evil. 
And um, each verse kind of reads like um, this is God is blessing the righteous and God is judging the wicked. Things like treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivereth from death. The Lord will not suffer the soul of the righteous to famish, but he casteth away the substance of the wicked. That's the way that the majority of these verses are. And um, our our verse that I started out the devotional with was from this passage in Proverbs 10, verse 29. The way of the Lord is strength to the upright, but destruction shall be to the workers of iniquity. And God judges um, wickedness. A lot of the uh, just natural consequences of wickedness, I believe Proverbs talks about at length, that they are judgment of that wickedness. Um, how when there's infidelity in a family, families be, are broken and there's pain and shame and, and things like that just that are natural causes. But then there's also this, this um, intervention and miraculous kind of judgment that we see with Sodom and Gomorrah and um, with different things throughout history that God has done. But Proverbs 10, it really compares that good and evil and the way God deals with that. And then Matthew 13 is the last ver- uh, the last passage. Matthew 13 is a chapter full of parables. In this, we have the parable of uh, the sower and sowing seed, and the seed falls on different types of ground. And then we have the parable of the wheat and the tares. And then um, toward the end of the chapter, we have a lot of parables that are one or two verses, and they're dealing with the nature of the kingdom of God. And, um, and the, the, whole ver- uh, the whole chapter really deals with how there's a divide between, between good and evil, between um, God's um, people that have been declared righteous and people that are still... Um, against God and his enemy. And and we see, we know of the, the judgment that's pending uh, for eternity for those that don't accept Christ and, um, and don't enter into the kingdom of God in that way. As Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And it's through Jesus that we can be a part of the kingdom of God. It's through uh, the gospel in that way and everyone else, broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And um, that's not God's plan. He's not slack concerning his promise, but he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But that's not going to be the case. And there's there's a great, terrible judgment awaiting all those that perish um, and all those that that you'll... If you go read Matthew 13, there's there's some very intense, shocking judgments uh, in Matthew 13. So in conclusion, this is what we need to take away. Our good and loving God is a God of judgment. There have been times that I've asked, why does God allow sin? And my real question is, why does God allow some sin that's not mine? For God to stop sin, he would have to stop all sin, which means stopping his creation from living. And he loves us and he wants to be with, he wants us to be with him. Therefore, he lets us sinners live. And we hate other sin, 
but God hates all sin more than we do. And he laid down his life to cover and pay for all sin. He took our judgment upon himself on the cross. And praise God, we do not have to experience that final judgment. It's a heavy topic in the scriptures today, but thankful to God for the gift of salvation. It's because we have been saved and made new that through the word of God and the Holy Spirit, our walk talks. Thanks for being part of Walk Talks today by listening and subscribing to our podcast. Follow us on social media to get sneak peeks at future episodes and to share your favorites with others who would benefit as well. We hope your heart has been enriched by God's word to take your next step in following Christ.